Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks for Thursday, January 23rd, 2020. My name is Jay Zawoski. Locked On Blackhawks is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's the All-Star break. I know there's not a lot going on on Planet Blackhawk after Tuesday night's loss to the Florida Panthers, but there are some things to get into. First, want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Voicemail, 708 653 0572. Lock that number in. 708-653-0572. You can send us an email. LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. You can follow my personal account at jayzawaski 670 and my other Hawks podcast, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at Madhouse Pod. New episode of that podcast dropped Wednesday afternoon. So check it out. Obviously still stands up as the Hawks don't play another game for 47 years, it seems like. couple things I want to tell you before we get into everything. Tomorrow, Friday's show, we're going to have a special guest on the program. Olympic gold medal winner, U.S. women's hockey player Kendall Coyne will join Locked on Blackhawks on Friday. Really great interview with her. Wednesday... Her documentary, As Fast as Her, which was produced by the Blackhawks, released by the Blackhawks, was released on their social media channels, on their website, on their YouTube, documenting Kendall's career in hockey, her journey to the All-Star Game last year, and uh, everything that's happened with her since then. Tomorrow night, Friday night, that special will air on NBC Sports Chicago at 5.30 p.m. Central, so check it there. Set your DVRs. And after that, the All-Star festivities are underway, and the NHL will have the three-on-three women's All-Star game, Team Canada versus Team USA, a 20-minute three-on-three period. That's going to be absolutely outstanding. I'm a big fan of the women's game. I said so to Kendall. I think it's so similar to the men's game. It's almost exact to the men's game. It's going to be super entertaining. I can't wait to watch it. And then at some point next week, we're going to talk Red Wings with the biggest Red Wings fan I know. The voice of the Chicago Cubs, Len Casper, is going to join us on Lockdown Blackhawks. If you've not been keeping up with the Red Wings, I know things have been busy with the Hawks, so I've not updated you on how poorly things are going in the Motor City. So let me refresh your memory in case you haven't been paying attention. <clears throat> I want to make sure my throat is clear so I say this. Really nice and clear for all you longtime Hawks fans to really just breathe it in and enjoy it and just let it wash over you. Just let the glory of how bad the Red Wings are, just let it wash over you right now. Here we go. Okay. Through 50 games, the Detroit Red Wings have just 28 points. That's the fewest by any NHL team since the 1998-99 Tampa Bay Lightning, who had 26 points through 50 games. That is also the second fewest in Detroit Red Wings franchise history. Remember, an original six team in 1985-86, they had 27 points in 50 games. So the Red Wings are one point better. Now, we've talked about this a lot. The goal differential. Oh, the goal differential. 
the Detroit Red Wings have scored 109 goals. That is by far the lowest in the league. The second lowest is 122, the Anaheim Ducks. They have given up 199 goals. That is by far the most in the league. The next closest to 199 is 173 given up by the New Jersey Devils. The goal differential for Detroit is minus 90. The next closest team is the New Jersey Devils at minus 47. The Blackhawks, who, even though they've been better lately, are still considered to have a a below-average defense. Goal differential is minus 6. Detroit is minus 90. Now, when we have Len Casper on next week, we're going to be a little friendlier about things. We're not going to make fun. We're not going to mock. It's a painful time for Red Wings fans. But I thought Hawks fans would like to know that, boy, oh, boy, it's really bad in Detroit and almost, like, worst team ever bad. And if you're a longtime Hawks fan like me, there's a little bit of fun. It's kind of tasty. They've been good for, like, 30 years. It's their time to struggle. Okay? I'm sorry. I don't have too much pity for the Red Wings after all the success they've had for as long as they've had it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry, as the kids say. One more thing I want to tell you about. Started a poll on the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter account, the midseason poll. Go to twitter.com slash LO underscore Blackhawks to vote on the midseason poll. There's a bunch of questions posed there that you can answer. You can give your feedback on on how you think the Hawks season's going, how you think it's going to go. I will share the results of that poll on Monday's show. So something to do to keep us occupied during the All-Star break because the Hawks don't play again until February 1st. It's a long wait, but man, we've got to find some ways to kill some time. And I think Kendall Coyne and Len Casper, that's more than killing time. That's time well spent no matter when it is. So a lot of good, fun shows coming up on Lockdown Blackhawks, and I'm sure we'll add some more guests for next week. I know we're going to talk to James Naveau, my Madhouse podcast partner. I'm going to hoping to talk to Charlie Romeliotis and Scott Powers and some other guys as the week goes on. I also don't want to bug them if they're on vacation, so I'm working through some things, but promise you, even though the Hawks don't play next week, Lockdown Blackhawks will be a worthwhile place to be. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I need to find a new way to introduce the segments. I do it the same way every time. I've gotten into a bit of a habit, and maybe it's annoying. I hope it's not annoying, but I want to make sure I say the right things. You're listening to Lockdown Blackhawks. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The Lockdown Podcast Network features a podcast for your team every day. I think it's an efficient way to do it. I've got a nice rhythm. Hopefully it's not too annoying but um, there it is. All right, a little bit of news, uh, not so much concerning the Blackhawks, but a former Blackhawk, Brandon Manning. Remember Brandon Manning? Free agent signing before last season, came in, uh, did not play well, and after the Blackhawks fired Joel Quenville, they quickly traded Brandon Manning to the Edmonton Oilers for Drake Kajula. That worked out pretty well. Anyway, Brandon Manning has since been suspended for five games for using a racial slur on the ice. 
It's not great. As far as I know from all the stories I've seen, he used the N-word on the ice. Uh, Keith Gretzky is the general manager of the Condors, who are the um, affiliate of the Oilers. Here's Here are his comments. We are aware of an unacceptable comment directed toward an Ontario Rain player by Bakersfield Condors defenseman Brandon Manning during last night's game. This is a very serious matter. We're disappointed by Brandon's comment, and we fully support the American Hockey League's decision. The Oilers and Condors organizations wholeheartedly believe in a respectful workplace and will work to better educate our players on appropriate conduct on and off the ice. Brandon Manning had a comment of his own. Last night, I made comments to an opposing player that were stupid and offensive. After the game, I spoke with the opposing player in person, which I'm very grateful for. He allowed me to apologize, and I took full responsibility for what I said. To say I've learned from this situation is an understatement, and I promise to be better. So, um, five games for using uh, what is uh, reportedly, allegedly, the N-word on the ice. I don't care what the racial slur is. To me, does that feel like enough? And it's very funny that the NHL is celebrating um, inclusiveness Friday by having the women participate in the All-Star Game. This will actually be the third year in a row where women's hockey players are involved with uh, the All-Star festivities. You had the incident earlier this season with Bill Peters and Akeem Alou. Bill Peters was allowed to simply walk away and resign as opposed to being fired. This has to stop, and it's not just in hockey. This has to stop in all facets of society. Racial slurs, racial discrimination, gender discrimination, whatever. And I don't get political on this podcast very much, but I think most people agree with those statements. And if you don't agree with those statements, I don't care. If it makes you unsubscribe from this podcast, goodbye. If you're someone that uses racial slurs and is, you know, a uh, uh, sexist, misogynist, whatever, I don't need you to listen to this podcast. I really don't. I really don't. Five games. It's almost crazy, especially after what happened with Akeem Alou. What was that, a month ago, a month and a half ago? A national story. And yes, this story will not get national attention because it's not the NHL. It's the AHL. It's Edmonton. And this story will probably veer past the headlines of SportsCenter and newspapers, aside from maybe a little blurb in the news and notes. And most people will miss it. But this is an opportunity for hockey, the American Hockey League, the National Hockey League, to set an example and say this will not be tolerated. I'm not saying Brandon Manning should never be allowed to play hockey again. But five games is a slap on the wrist. That's a slap on the wrist. 10 games, 15 games, now we're talking. There is no place in sports for this. And Brandon Manning can apologize all he wants and say he learned from this incident all he wants. And and that's great, okay? When we talked about Mark Crawford, I applauded him for improving himself and from learning from his past mistakes. And it was before he was suspended that he did those things, remember. He'd been in therapy and counseling for 10 years working on himself, and I fully believe in that. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't hold those feelings 
I don't care how mad you get. You don't shout the N-word to somebody if you don't have that feeling in your heart or on your mind. Never. That's not just something like, oops, I said that in anger. Nope. No. No. That's a word you say often and it slipped out. So, whatever. Call me a social justice warrior, whatever you want to do. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Hockey needs to do a better job of making examples of people when they make mistakes like this. It cannot be tolerated. We're trying to grow the game we love. And I say we because while I'm not employed by a team, I work in hockey. Hockey is a big part of my job and of my life. And I want the game to succeed because the game's success is my success and my family's success. And sending the message that that's okay, that that's acceptable, or mm, probably shouldn't have done that five games. No. What message does that send to a black child trying to play hockey right now or thinking about playing hockey right now? It sends a message of uninclusiveness. You're not wanted here. And guess what? If someone lets you know you're not wanted here, we're not going to punish them too hard. The AHL should have done more. I hope Brandon Manning does learn from this. And I hope that in the long run, something positive can come from it. And he can go and get some sensitivity training or he can go meet some people from different communities, from different backgrounds and learn about his fellow man. But five games is simply not enough. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training, amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Meet the players and get autographs before games. The access at spring training is unreal. And while you're there, enjoy live music from local and national artists. Explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art, to musical instruments from around the world. Hiking, biking, jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, jet skiing, or just taking in a sunset. No matter what you love to do, Arizona has you covered. This is what I need to do when I go this year. I need to see some of these destinations. The Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, Tucson. I love the look. I love the landscapes in Arizona. Are you bringing your kids? Arizona is a great place for families. There's so much to do, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. It is All-Star Week here on Lockdown Blackhawks. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And Tuesday, or was it Wednesday, I told you that I would be getting to some mailbag questions, even though Talkback Tuesday is over, but I got some emails since Talkback Tuesday, and I thought I would share them with you, and I'll do that as the uh, All-Star break goes on. So if you've got a question, you don't have to wait until Monday to send it in. Voicemail 708-653-0572, email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com, and the Twitter, of course, at LO underscore Blackhawks. This email comes to us from Dale. Dale has a couple musings on uh, some of the topics we discussed. First off, I thought that maybe Patrick Kane could become the Blackhawks' all-time leading scorer. Dale says Makita will be hard to pass in points indeed. Still, the three cups really does put Kaner 
over the edge. Plus, I think he has years left. He can keep producing like Makita and Yager. Also, uh, some memories. I remember the 2008 draft party at All-Stars Bar and Grill in the Loop. I remember being excited for the first overall pick. I was nervous about Kane's size. I also recall being excited about Akeem Alou in that draft. Whoops. I remember there being about 20 fans there for the draft party. Adam Burris, James Wisniewski, and Brent Seabrook were there too, and I met them there. As for the deadline, I'm a sucker and a chump, and I think they should be buyers. As a White Sox fan, I should know better, and the Hawks should rebuild. Thanks, Dale. Lots of good stuff in there, Dale. Thanks for the feedback. I got to tell you, when you mentioned the draft party, and I know that a lot of our Lockdown Podcast listeners are listeners from when the Hawks got good from like 2009 and beyond, and that's great. It makes perfect sense. There's no reason to have punished yourself like I did before that era. But I had some, back at the score, used to do events with Hawks players called On the Glass, and before they won cups, going to a bar with a Blackhawk was like, you might as well have just gone and sat under an L train or something. No one came. Me and Adam Burrish had an event at the Cubby Bear right across from Wrigley Field, like directly kitty corner of the marquee. And there were so few people in there that we literally just did a, you know what, let's turn off the microphone. Let's just all sit at this table and talk. Adam Burrish, me, and like five or six Hawks fans just shot the crap for an hour and a half. That's how bad it used to be. And here's the other thing. I remember the days of Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith and Tuomo Rutu and Adrian Coyne, that era of the Blackhawks, right before they got good, they would stand outside the L trains and hand people tickets to Hawks games. And fans wouldn't, they'd be like, what's this? No, I don't want this. They would just take them and immediately throw them in the garbage. That was 12 years ago, 13 years ago. That's pretty recent when you think about it. Hawks players were begging fans to come. Preseason games, the players were at the gates before the game to greet fans, to sign autographs, and then they'd scramble back to the locker room, get dressed, and play the game. It was unbelievable. Then all of a sudden, Bill Wirtz passes away, and it's it's so awkward to say that. Like, then this guy died and everything got better, but that's the truth. Bill Wirtz passes away. Rocky takes over. Right before that, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane have been drafted, and the organization just skyrockets. And what, they've been sold out for how many years in a row now? It's unbelievable. If you were not a Hawks fan back in those dark ages, it was something to behold, man. It was crazy the way it was for Blackhawks players to literally part of their job was to go stand outside L trains and hand out tickets. And a lot of players had like business cards with them. So imagine like you run into Tuomo Rutu in uh, Burger King <laughs> and you're like, Hey, I know who you are. I'm the one person who knows who you are. And Rutu would hand you this business card and you get four tickets to the game. I saw the Jonathan Taves' rookie season. He won like rookie of the week. And I was in the Chipotle on Michigan Avenue like just south of Wacker, so like right before the bridge. And I'm like, hey, man, congratulations. And he's like, you know who I am? 
It's Jonathan effing Taves in the middle of Chipotle. Totally anonymous. No one knew who he was. No one cared who he was. Just a 20-something-year-old kid grabbing a burrito. Actually, with him, it was probably a bowl. But it was such an unbelievable time. And some of us knew what was on the horizon a little bit. But I don't think any of us knew just how great it was going to be. Next email here comes from Rich, who also answers a question on what the Blackhawks should do at the deadline. He says, my feeling is you always do the things you need to do to win, but not sell your future. On paper, it may make sense to trade for the future, but that doesn't always take into account the emotional side of things and the attitude you create for the team. Need to retain a winning attitude always, so nothing dramatic, but maybe try to get a solid defenseman to shore it up. As Quenville used to say, play strong defense and the offense will take care of itself. Defense and goaltending win those one-point games, which is the difference between making the playoffs or not. Thanks for the email, Rich. We get a lot of mixed feedback on what the Hawks should do with the deadline, which is great. That's the point of asking the question. Hey, Jay. This is Jeff out of Spokane, Washington. Something that really caught me off guard about Tuesday night's game against the Florida Panthers was Coach Carlton's decision to start Robin Leonard in net rather than starting Corey Crawford. With Coach Q having been Crawford's coach for the majority of his NHL career and Leonard having started in the net the prior game against Winnipeg, the circumstances of the Florida Panthers game made me feel Crawford starting in net to be the obvious choice. I'm not going to go as far as blaming Tuesday night's loss to Florida on Leonard, but think that starting Crawford in net wasn't only a better choice, but one that Crawford ultimately deserved. Just wanted to hear your thoughts. Love the podcast and appreciate all you do for Blackhawks Nation. Jeff, thank you for the voicemail. Appreciate that. Again, keep them coming over the All-Star break. Blackhawks at gmail.com. You can hear right there. Jeff took the voice memo app, recorded a pristine studio quality question, which is beautiful. It warms my heart. If you want to just pick up the phone and do it, 708-653-0572 works as well. So I think Jeff's point of let Crawford play against his, his old coach that I will give some validity to because Cowden's kind of been doing that all year where oh you know you played for this team we're going to play you we're going to start you whatever fine but to say that it was the right hockey move I'm going to disagree with you there Jeff I think in hindsight maybe it seems that way a little more but Robin Leonard's been the better goalie all year there's no question about it the Hawks have won five games in a row with a chance to be within one point of a playoff spot, I think starting Robin Leonard was the right thing to do if indeed your priority was to get the win, which is what it should have been. Now, in hindsight, Robin Leonard had one of his worst games of the year, which is still better than most goalies' best games, but I digress. Yeah, in hindsight, it doesn't look great because it didn't work, but had the Hawks won that game 3-2 to two, or 4-3, to three, I don't know if you would have sent that voicemail. Maybe. And I do think there is something to be said for Crawford starting against Quenville. But I think you weigh that versus the magnitude of that game for a lot of reasons. Emotional night. Huge two points that they ended up losing, of course. And the opportunity, once again, to get within one point of a playoff spot. You've got to play your best guy. Robin Leonard is your best guy. No questions asked. But, Jeff, I thank you so much for the voicemail. Thank you to everybody for the emails and all the questions and for listening. Reminders. Tomorrow's show, Friday's show, 
we will talk to Kendall Coyne, Olympic gold medalist. You're not going to want to miss that. It might help to watch the documentary before you hear from her. Look up as fast as her on the Blackhawks YouTube page or on Blackhawks.com. It's on all their social media channels as well. It's about a 20-minute documentary, really quick watch. It's got her, uh, Cami Granado's in there, Patrick Kane's in there, Billie Jean King is in there, Eddie Olchek's in there. It's really, really great. A quick watch. It'll give you some context heading into tomorrow's interview with Kendall. If you can't do it, at 5.30 p.m. on Friday, they're going to show the special. So you can set your DVR and watch it then, and then watch her and her Team USA teammates take on the Team Canada team in the Elite Women's 3-on-3 tournament on Friday night. So don't miss that. Another reminder, early next week, we will talk to Len Casper about the Detroit Red Wings. Not the Chicago Cubs, but the Detroit Red Wings. All that and more coming up on Locked on Blackhawks. I told you, the All-Star Week, even though there's not a lot of games going on, there's a lot of reasons to listen to Locked on Blackhawks. Here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.